Shane Ray here for Central Indiana today. A wonderful episode is on the way to you. If you're a Beatles fan, if you're a fan of The Beatles Show, which airs right here on WYRZ each Sunday at noon, I have big news for you if you haven't heard already. Casey Petrowski, the host, he's going to be doing his 1,000th show. You heard me, 1,000 shows here very soon. So we're going to talk to him about that today, as well as some of the other things that he has going on. So this is going to give you a view of maybe the back story on some of the shows and how they're done, as well as Casey himself. So stay right where you are on Central Indiana today here at WYRZ. Central Indiana Today, Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Well, as I promised you at the beginning of the show, it's Mr. Casey Petrowski, our old friend. I shouldn't have said old friend. Our good friend. You can't, can't avoid that anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the host of The Beatles Show, which uh, for you oh, uh, long timers, shall we say, who remember Radio Brownsburg, Casey and uh, The Beatles Show has been with us a long time. And when the FM got started, he transferred right over, fit right in. Casey Petrowski, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Shane. Thank you for wanting to do this. Oh, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. And the whole reason we're talking now, you've been a guest in the past. We've talked about some of the books that you've written or maybe some of the special specials, if you will, about the Beatles show, which airs on Sundays right here on WYRZ at noon and has for a long time, as a matter of fact. Um, But this time there's something special, a different special going on. That's because he has re has has done 1,000, let me repeat that for the folks at home, 1,000 The Beatles show, and we've carried a big chunk of them. I don't even know when we started, um, but I know it was back. I go back and look, and I might have some kind of record of it, but it's been a long time. Yeah. And I thank you for that. Oh, glad to do it. By the way, if you happen to hear a a noise (laughs) in the background that sounds like a train going by my house. Yeah. That's a train going by now. <laughs> it sounds like it's in the living room. <laughs> Ticket to ride. <laughs> when, when we were when we were looking at a house, uh, I, I had to move because the state of California was by my old home, and we oh, yeah. right by the freeway. And this was it, it was getting to the point where they were saying you got to buy a house or you can stay in your old house. And you're going to start paying us rent to to stay in the house you've owned for the last thirty years. So we had to. Hurry, and we found this place, and we never looked, and there were railroad tracks in the back of the yard. I see. You know, not in my yard, on the other side of the fence. Right. But a few times a day, a train goes by, and that was fairly quiet, thank God. It's, it's gone now, so I've, I've filled as much as I can. Are you like that scene and in the... Worried, and you were worried if this was going to go 15 minutes. If another train <laughs> goes by, this will go half an hour. Okay. Okay. Well, getting back to the subject at hand, of course, uh, as we said, uh, you're the host of The Beatles Show, which airs on Sundays at noon right here on WYRZ. And this is 1,000 shows we have coming up very soon. Uh, you know, let's let's backtrack a little. We may have some new listeners or some folks who haven't uh, even listened to some of our interviews in the past, but what made you decide to start The Beatles Show, and when was that? Well, it would have been, let's see, 
I believe in late January of 2002, I, I don't know if I've told this whole story to you before, Shane, or to, to your listeners, but I was out of work uh, trying to devote full time to acting, and uh, I decided to take a, a, a class in film production at a community college not far from my home. So I, I slept that was a meeting on Saturday, so I slept through the first two Saturday meetings. So I stumbled onto the campus the following Monday to see if anybody could direct me how to get into, you know, this class. And it was too late. And I just walked into the first building I saw, and there was a an instructor behind in his office behind the desk. His office was open, and I asked him, and he said, well, "There's nothing I can do to help you." Blowing me off. And I look down the hall, and there's a radio station, and I start telling him, uh, you know, my experience in radio and all that sort of thing. And uh, he was the advisor of the radio station, as God would have it. And I went home and I put together a bunch of stuff, um, comedy album I did of my air work and an air check and voice, uh, voiceover reel, some writing, uh, acting headshot, resume, that sort of thing, uh, probably video reel. Took it all in to see him and, and let him look at this. So he knew I wasn't just blowing smoke like so many people do out here. Sure. And uh, went back in a couple of days and... Uh, Something you, know, you have to wonder sometimes if somebody's directing the show, as I certainly have learned that in my belief system there is, because not only did I walk into this one building where the radio station was out of all the buildings on our campus, <laughs> but the guy be, whose office was open was the advisor to the radio station. And one of, the, one of the people that he had working for him was a guy that was an intern at a radio station in Orange County that I worked at for years and was a big fan of mine. And he just praised me to the heavens, and the uh, advisor to the radio station said, well, you can do whatever you want on the station. And I said, I think I'd like to do a show on the Beatles. And that's where it started. As it turned out, I wound up becoming the advisor to the radio station myself, WPMD, where I I have recorded the show until the pandemic. And um, we've won a bunch of national awards. We've been the best community college radio station in the country two times, and we're up for the award again now. And uh, I've been an instructor there for 20 years, so it's, it's you know, all just, you know, where God directs you. And he apparently directed me into that place. Thank God I overslept for those two classes. <laughs> so I started doing it then, did the first 20 or so shows live, and they're dreadful, because uh, I can't read copy. And it's been a long time since I've been on the year live, and, you know, I was only doing it an hour a week. So in terms of getting the muscle memory back to engineer while you're talking and that sort of thing was, mm-hmm. uh, was bad. So I started recording them. And about a year into things, I thought, you know, well, it might be a good idea. Let's see if anybody else would want to carry this. And I reached out to some stations and some markets that I used to uh, work in. Uh, WKBW, uh, great radio station in Buffalo, New York, at least it was, was the first station to commit to air it. Uh, WSAI in Cincinnati, where I worked uh, for like three and a half years in the 70s they mm-hmm. were the first station to start airing it and then just started, started adding stations from there wow that's quite a story now you know what um did i, I actually told you that before well yeah i think you had told us that but it's been several years and i don't even know for sure if it was during our radio brownsburg days or the wyrz days but um i i think i'd heard most of that anyway and i had um it's amazing when you look back really yeah it is 
And uh, it's amazing to me that you remember it all because it's quite a bit. And you once told me you don't like to dwell on the past because uh, I had asked you about writing that episode for WKRP, which was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, loosely based on that Cincinnati station that... Based on uh, the Buffalo station. Something that well, the, the episode was, but wasn't WKRP itself oh, loosely... W- he, uh, well, Hugh Wilson, it's funny because there's now a, there's a WPMD, a W. Uh, KRP podcast, yeah, and I've heard from the people and been interviewed by the people who've done it, and um, I told them what I had read that Hugh Wilson was thinking about doing a show, and he looked at a number of different uh, places. It was going to be WKRP in, in Buffalo. He mentioned that and in Cincinnati, <laughs> and the tower that you see at the beginning of WKRP that was our WSAI tower. Yeah, so it wasn't based on our station. Okay, all right. Well, I knew there was a connection somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and thanks for pulling me out of that rut. So. <laughs> and there are plenty of times myself. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the pandemic and how you were doing a lot of stuff at the studio. We here at WYRZ, so many of the DJs have uh, been having, of course, to work from uh, from home studios, if you will, and um, doing a lot of work from home. And uh, we, over the past year, have been doing interviews with other nonprofits. In which, I, if I'm not mistaken, the radio station that you work with now is also a nonprofit, and it's part of a college. Yeah. So, how has that affected your production work? And um, it, it, do you, are you have you gotten more comfortable with it, or you can't wait to get back to doing things like quote unquote normal, or it used to be? Well, um, you know, it, I had done that for a little while because there was a semester when I wasn't teaching at Cerritos. And I had moved home then, and and I was hesitant to do it then, but I knew I had no choice now. So basically, I uh, I got a uh, another computer, a PC, and um, brought a mic home, and I had a, a USB mixer that we used at school for broadcasting stuff like student senate meetings. So I brought that, which was mine, but I brought it back home and hooked it back up, and and there's no problem in doing it. So now basically, I record the show in my kitchen on my kitchen table where mm-hmm. the computer sits and the mic and the mixer sit. And then I edit it in my living room on, on a laptop. So, I mean, I've just adjusted. And, I mean, the, the, it's, it's probably the same for anybody who has had to go from uh, an office environment to a home environment in that it is um, it's very, it's a lot more convenient and that I can do the show when I want to rather than when I have time to do it. Yeah. You know, and... Um, that you know, it, I think of anybody, and I don't mean this um, as just pure flattery. That if the audio quality of the show had changed in any noticeable manner, you would have said you'd have let me know. Yep. So you guys can't tell the difference. No. Nope. Um, and that's the most important thing is that the audio quality is just as good, and I'm at home, and and it's all it's it's cool. So I, you know. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like when we go back, and I don't know. We may not be back at school. There are rumors now that we may not be back at school until uh, spring of, of about a year from now, right. spring of 22. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this may be going on for a, a good deal longer, another 52 shows. Yeah. Or so. uh, you, you mentioned something there about the quality. Uh, yeah, it's true. If I had de- detected, and I believe it's been a year or two now, but I have sent you a message and say, hey, you're you're awfully hot on these promos or something like that. But uh, the the quality of the show, uh, the production of the show 
has been constant and and good. I mean, it's been great. And so, yeah, I never knew that you were possibly frying something, you know, eggplant or something <laughs> while you were. I'm careful. No, I mean, I don't. I don't fry. I did, my my stove is not in great shape, so I don't. I, everything's microwave or, or toaster oven. Okay. But like, I don't. Well, I don't hear the ding. Clothes or use the washer or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, no, they're within. You know, they're within spitting distance and i know i've spat on my dryer a lot the more i sit so you know yeah i've done this enough and i close the door so traffic can't come by and stuff like that and of course if the train goes by i just pause the darn recording and we stop there right you know getting getting back to uh origins of the show uh you kind of stumbled into doing the beatles show but it wasn't um uh i've listened to your old air checks, which I know you always dread me mentioning that, but uh, I've listened to them, and uh, you were already a big Beatles fan long before you were doing the show. Uh, you oh, talked sure. about them quite, quite a bit. From day one. Yeah, so it, that was not a big deal to you. I mean, you were probably quite happy to be, you know, have this opportunity thrown right in your lap. Well, maybe I mentioned this to you before in, in another interview, but it's like I'd worked in radio for so long, and, and I'd been battling upstream since the days I got into it. The, the worst thing that happened to me was working at WKBW, where we had nothing but talented people who had the freedom to do whatever they wanted on the air, yeah. and the support from management, who knew that they weren't going to be that the guys on the air were going to make mistakes, but they had our backs. They didn't. We didn't have to defend ourselves to listeners and defend ourselves to management to do to use our talent. Right. And um, part of the motivation for doing the Beatles show was not merely because this was a subject I knew a lot about and felt that um, there was there was enough uh, there was a, enough breadth of material not only in terms of the number of songs they recorded but the number of things they talked about in their music and of course just the history of the band was so great even 20 years ago that I knew I could I wouldn't run out of material didn't know that I wouldn't run out of material after a thousand shows right but um, and this this was kind of a thumb in the eye of everybody that I worked, virtually everybody I worked with in radio, <laughs> that you know, t tighten it up, you know, you know, you could have played another song when you told that joke. Right. They could hear the God blessed songs anywhere, thank you, but they can't hear my jokes. Right. You know, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a thumb in the eye of the radio industry. Yeah. That I'm showing them how good radio can be, if you put talented people on the air and let them use their talents. And I hope I'm. I hope I fit into that category. Yeah, exactly. That, that was another motivation for doing the radio show. Yeah, and I believe in the past you talked about even that episode um, of WKRP. You mentioned um, that uh, it was based on something that happened at uh, the Buffalo station, and you said it just goes to show you really don't need contests if you have talented people on the air. They're going to listen. You don't have to sit there and give away a refrigerator or something That's like right. that every month. That's right. So I, I believe that. The thing is, everybody in the industry has been indoctrinated with doing it that way uh, for the last, since 1965. And now, unfortunately, the, the state of the industry is, is so dire that nobody's got the money to bring in, to bring in a lot of talented people because you have to pay them. Right. You know? And so, uh, you know, radio has kind of set up its own, it's, it, it's led to its own demise, really, by doing this. It's short-term gain, sure. All you got to do is, is put records on the air, and you don't have to pay anybody. Be, you don't have to pay them a lot of money and get rid of the unions, because if somebody starts making money demands because 
but they won't be able to make money demands because they're they're interchangeable parts. You can always bring somebody else in to just play the records and read the cards. Right. Fa- a famous line, and I, I'll, I'll clean it up. There was a, a program director here named Johnny Kay, who programmed Coast, which was a, a top adult contemporary station in here, and then he went over to program uh, the Wave, uh, which became another uh, and and he uh, another adult contemporary station, going for young adult women basically. Hmm. And he went up to one of his air people and said, apparently the young person, the, uh, the air person that said their name on the air a bunch of times, and Johnny came went over to them and said, nobody gives an F what your name is. Well, that's the whole thing. Hmm. If radio was smart, they'd understand that we are the connection between the radio station and the audience. We can sell stuff for your clients. We, we, we are a selling point for the advertisers you're trying to get for this radio station. And if you tell us to just be machines, well, who the heck cares what car dealership I tell you to go to? I don't have any connection with you. I'm just a guy that reads cards. Right. And gives you titles of songs and the call letters. Yep. That's exactly so, I mean, that's, right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wedding in the wind, so to speak, if I try to say this to anybody in the <laughs> industry. Because they only know one way to do it, and... The people that are preaching this probably don't have any talent themselves. Yeah, good point. Hey, uh, all right, we're we're starting to drift here. Let's get back to the Beatles show now. The it's coming up soon. It's one thousand episodes, and like you said, you didn't even know if you were going to make it or have enough material to make it to a thousand, but. Every week we play the promos, and of course I put those together, or Brian Scott, our, our new program director, uh, he has kind of shifted uh, positions, if you will. From uh, He's still doing the morning show, but now he's become the program director, and he's doing the putting the promos together. But um, uh, I think another one I haven't heard before, another subject I haven't heard before, another, or unless you're doing part one, part two, part three type things, uh, but you don't let those go on for a long time. So d- do you ever now, have you gotten over that fear, I should say, of what's the next show going to be about? What can I possibly do? Well, uh, what happens is I plan the shows basically a year in advance. Like I can, I, I don't know if I've sent this to you, but I, I know what all the shows are going to be through the end of 2020, 2021. And I'm putting together a list of shows for 2022 now. Mm. And, and, you know, I get worried about it as we get close to the time, which would be like in June of this year, where I'll get ready to put out the, the list of shows for the coming, for 22. And, but it, I always get there. And sometimes I'll, I'll schedule some shows. And then as it comes time for me to write them, I, there's not enough material there. And so I've got to come up with something in a hurry. And generally speaking, I'm able to come up with stuff that, that works, that, that, that works. We've got, we've got a series coming up. I try to do one long series every year. And the series we've got coming up is going to be a bit of work for me, but I can't wait to do it. And that's the buzz, is that after 20 years, I'm still tripping across stuff that I say to myself, I can't wait to do this. Yeah. The series is going to be, you know, there's, we've done Top 100 Beatles songs and stuff like this, variations on that. And, you know, you, they're all over the Internet. So what I'm going to do is... I'm going to somehow get all of them that I can find on the Internet and put together a composite list of the Beatles' top 100 songs, a, a consensus Beatles' top 100 songs list, which I think is going to be very interesting. Hmm. I can't wait to do it. It's going to be some work, like I said, because i got to go, got to get all these lists and print them out and then compile them. But 
I can't wait to do that. And that's the the juice of the show is coming up with a show idea that I actually can't wait to to record. After 20 years, that's still amazing. Yeah, that is. And, and I'm still finding stuff to say about the group that I'd never said before. But to me, I, I mean, it's still happening. Like almost every week, I'm saying something about the group or about their music or or something that happened to me, some factlet that I knew, or some realization I've had about it that, you know, uh, that that is new to me. So it, it really does keep the show fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really the trick, uh, is it staying fresh with you. And uh, you're also uh, kind of fortunate that there are at least half the group is still out there working. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be some new material coming, at least to a degree, or they're going to be doing something that's going to be noteworthy, so you can still talk about that. And another thing I want to point out, if there's any listeners who haven't heard your show, you don't play, uh, rarely do you play any music by any other artist, and if you do, it's usually just snippets. Um, and I'll give an example is you did a comparison, which was one of my favorites, of course, where you compared, uh, the Beatles and Elvis on the charts. And of course you would play like the first verse or chorus or something like that of an Elvis song, but you play the whole Beatles song. And, uh, some of these other shows, you know, they'll, it's going to be almost cheating if you play, you know, other artists, um, you know, whole songs and multiple shows on a uh, particular uh, show that has only one subject, in this case, the Beatles. So you you are really good about not not doing that. Does that make sense? Did I oh, screw sure, that absolutely. up? No, I, I've, <laughs> I've said, uh, probably this went into some of the presentations we would send out to stations, and I'm still looking for more stations, obviously, <laughs> uh, that the Beatles music oftentimes is like illustrations. It's not We're not playing the songs to just play the songs they're making a point an editorial point if you were and that's why we have to sometimes play some stuff by other artists just to illustrate what the heck we're talking about right yeah uh in like on, in the beatles uh university shows that, that we did something again i didn't even know this existed i think it was i think it was ella fitzgerald has to be uh she did the uh, she did a record called the ringo beat in 64, and it was a tribute to the Beatles. Hmm. Ella Fitzgerald singing a tribute to the Beatles. And I didn't even know the song existed. I had to, I just couldn't reference that. I had to play some of it. Yeah. And, and it was a great little record. God bless her. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, the 1,000th show. Do you remember what uh, the one, should we say what the 1,000th show is going to be about? Or sure, we're we... doing a three-show arc for that. It's uh, the best of the Beatles show, starting at show 999, and through show th 1001, that whole arc from the end of the first millennium of shows and into the first show of the second millennium, we're playing back. Um, it's a highlight show. We're, we're going back. And I, I, I always hesitated to do that because it seems like an easy way out. But well, it's a monumental. There, again, there were some things that we did that I really wanted to get on the air a second time. Yeah. And so we went back and pulled out a bunch of stuff from... Uh, 20 years worth of the first thousand shows, not the first 20 years worth of the first thousand shows, and um, um, and put those back on the air again. And I hope I added some more context to them and that sort of thing. But that's what's coming up. Well, I'm sure it's going to be good. It's uh, not didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, every year 
you do a show uh, at the end of the year or first of the year, depending on uh, what the situation is, where you talk about things we missed, things we screwed up, things we got wrong, things that actually accidentally got omitted, whatever. And those are one of my favorite shows of uh, of the year. I look forward to those every time. And so, the unfinished business show, and that's on the anniversary of our starting the show every year. Yeah, last, oh. last part of January. There you go, and uh, it's uh, that that one I always look forward to, and, and and occasionally you'll even play your own screw ups. So um. I have done that in the past, <laughs> yeah, but I can't do that because that would fill up the entire show without any of the content. <laughs> Okay, and uh, let's talk about all the reasons the show is successful. Uh, you have, uh, uh, just a quick mention, me, which I uh, post something on the Facebook page of The Beatles Show every day. And Thank you for that. God bless you for that. Well, thank you for the mention every show. And whenever we're, um, my wife and I were out, I'll say, if you're going through the credits, I'll say, wait, 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 my name is coming up. And so we have to be quiet until you say my name. But uh, also, Liz Ann Donahue. What uh, she's uh, your webmaster? Is that correct? That's right. Our, our, our webmistress. Yes. She puts up stuff on social media as do you. Thank you both so much. And um, let's see here. You have is it a, a producer that you've or an editor? What is Jim's official title? Jim is no has no longer been is not with the show. Has been with the show for a few years. Okay, I apologize. I was trying to remember if he was actually still he was involved. Associate or not. producer. He would pre-read the scripts and listen to the shows before they went on to the to the stations okay all right so he hasn't been on for a little while but uh and is there anybody else in the, from the past that you want to mention that uh, maybe helped get things going there's there's a man named Erhard Bert who um he lives in germany and he i call him the archivist for the show and i mentioned him on the air a few times and he said don't have to mention me at every show and he literally has he recorded like all virtually all the shows. He now has virtually all of the scripts, and he sent me back some shows that I didn't have. Because over the course of um, the 20 years, unfortunately, I put stickers on a lot of oh, yeah. uh, CDs that I had of the shows, mm -hmm. and the stickers, the adhesive, uh, uh, corrupted the CDs. Yep. So some of the shows didn't exist that way. I've got a, I've got a hard drive here at home that's got the first 250 shows on them, and the hard drive is bad, so I'm going to have to spend a considerable amount of money. Um, President Biden, get me that $1,400 check. <laughs> Maybe that's what that's going to go for. And and get the uh, data recovered from that. So I have all of those things. Okay. Because yes. I've tried to make the shows as evergreen as possible so that they can, in fact, air, you know, forever. Right. Or at least, you know, they, the shows from 20 years ago can pretty much air now. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some of the things that you have going on now. What, uh, what are you working on? Well, I've been, I've been auditioning an awful lot lately. I can't believe all the auditions I'm getting, even during a pandemic. Last year, I did three movies and did a pilot for uh, a projected, uh, I guess, Internet series, wherever they can get to pick it up. Uh, movies are called, one is called Triumphant. I play a doctor in that small role. Uh, that should be pretty much edited and ready to go. I did uh, a film just recently from home, but I saw the trailer for it, and it looks just wonderful. I'm not in the trailer. And that is called uh, Secret Flute Society, I think is what it's called. And that's going to be a lot of fun, although I didn't play a funny role in it. And um, I was in a film where I played God, although, you know, not long beard, flowing hair, and, and robe and everything. Uh, and that was for a film that's called um, Gray is the Color of the Truth. And... Hmm. Um, 
kind of an experimental film. And that's, the trailer for that has already been done and entered in a film festival and won an award at a film festival. So that's, that's, that film's going to be a little bit out there, but um, that should be coming soon, too. And I auditioned last week for the Jimmy Kimmel show. That's the third time I've in, uh, auditioned for that. Didn't book it, but uh, they liked what I did. So you just hope next time, or time will be the charm. Yeah. And did some voiceover auditions this week. Um, and... Um, Another on-camera audition for uh, uh, another film called Hook, not the Robin Williams film, different different concept entirely. Okay. Um, and you know, so I'm I'm very busy with that. I had a lot of work to do uh, converting teaching from in person to online, but that's pretty much done. And I'm working on again, just as been the case with most of the books, is that. Um, there was a book that was supposed to be out at Christmas, and it's nowhere near being done now. And it is a compilation of the Beatles University shows, the trivia game. Oh. And uh, uh, that's going to be it's going to wind up being two books as it goes because I've got the first quiz is uh, almost done, and there'll, there'll be ten in the first book, and the first quiz is already like at seven thousand words. So um, it's going to be uh, it, uh, ten quizzes will be enough. So hopefully that'll be out in the next few months, and then the second one will be out the following year. And I've got two other books ready to go that I just don't have time to, to put together. Yeah. So, and and uh, waiting for the pandemic to, um, to you know to open things up. Right. So I, I I also create game shows, and I want to. Um, Go in and pitch some game shows. They've got some pretty good games. Yeah, they're, they're hot again. I was thinking the last time we talked, you had started working on or was trying to pitch uh, some game shows, and I, I didn't know what the result was that what, what resulted from that, and I didn't know whether I should ask. But you're still at it, so. Oh yeah, yeah. The pandemic just everything is still shut down here. As a matter of fact, I mean they're doing the you know they're doing the prices right on Zoom. You know, so in, in terms of yeah. when everybody gets their shots and when everybody, uh, when this really subsides, we're, we're rounding the corner with this, God willing. Yeah. You know, then things should open up again. And, um, then, you know, but I got to, again, when time allows, got to make some phone calls to see what things are and, and uh, see if I can get in and, and see where it goes. Because I believe in the product. I believe uh, some of the games are certainly good enough to get on the air and, and uh, you know, make, make me rich. Yeah, so, uh, and and the good things. I wouldn't pitch crap. I mean, we're not. There's no newlywed game or dating game. Any garbage like that. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, of course, you've written several books. Um, some of them online. Some of them in pay. You know, uh, that can be ordered. One of the things that's going to happen, Shane. Excuse me. Is sure. One of the projects I want to get done is. I want to make the online. You can make the online books available as as physical books. I'm going to do that hopefully this year. Oh. Now that'll All be the cool. All books will be available as, as physical media. Excellent. Now let's remind everyone, um, and if you don't know what the titles are and you're looking for Casey Petrowski books, you can email me uh, or contact us here at the radio station. I'll definitely give you the list. But let's remind everyone where they can find these books. Uh, you can find all of them on um, Amazon.com. Okay. They're all there. Um, you can find the Beatles' 50 Most Memorable Moments on CGPublishing.com. I believe you can find that that's 
50 Most Memorable Moments and Top 101 Solo Songs are the two hard physical books that are available right now. And I believe both of those are available on eBay as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Is there anything else that uh, we need to mention? No. I, I will say that I, to give you just a bit of history, uh, originally when I started doing the show, I'd hoped to get to 250 episodes. <laughs> and But that was so I'd have... Uh, the show could run on radio stations five days a week and not repeat for a year. Yeah. Then when I got there, it was, well, now can I do 366 to get, so it runs seven days a week. Then it was 500, then it was 750. Now it's 1,000, and I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to 2,000 because that's another 20 years, and maybe God will give me the life and maybe the health to do it. I don't know, but, I mean, if I can, I will. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see... I, I, I'm going to go as long as I can, and as long as the show is good, and as long as people want to keep carrying it, then we're going to keep doing it. Because the other thing I'll say is that, again, this is a thumb in the eye of the industry. I've had a damn. I've worked in a lot of radio stations in, in the LA area, none in, in the city per se, and I've not really been able to do my act. And the Beatles show is my act, dressed mm -hmm. up a little bit, fully scripted, and all that sort of thing. And I don't think I'm going to quit until I get this show on the air in some big markets. And we're working on, waiting on some big markets now, frankly. But, you know, I want the people in L.A. to hear what the hell I can do. Because it's been a long time I've been out here, and I haven't really gotten the opportunity I, I think I, my talents deserve. I don't know about me as a person, but I think the gifts that I've been given deserve to be aired. And I'll, I'll take my shot, my chances with, with how the public comes down on it, if I get that shot. And the Beatles show is the best way for me to show my radio talents. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer, and I've been told this by other people whom I trust, that, you know, if, if the way this town works is that you open one door, you open all the doors. Yeah. You know, I mean, look how many people who, uh, you know, become a hit in the movies all of a sudden uh, start recording record albums and put out books and do all other kinds of things now. Mm -hmm. It's need the same thing with me. I, I book a series, I become a regular in some TV series, all of a sudden, a bunch of stations are going to want the Beatles show, and everybody's going to want my books and everything else, and my game shows and anything else that I've got here in my computer. Yeah. You know? So that's why, that's why I'm continuing to go, because I think the work is good. Divorce me from the Beatles show. Divorce my ego from it. I know the writing is damn good. I know that the, the concepts behind the show are damn good. It's produced cleanly. It's delivered energetically. And I'll put what we, have, what we do on that show against any kind of anthology show like it, not just the Beatles. And I, but I want validation. I don't want someone to look at me and listen to the demo and say, well, that's what you think. Right. I want them to listen to it and say, that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. Well, I think... I think you're right on the money there. And, of course, uh, as I said, we started Radio Brownsburg in July of 2008. You came, we brought the show on board shortly after, and it carried right over to the FM, as I said. And if we didn't think it was a quality show, and for the most part, it's had sponsorship uh, or underwriters supporting it all this time. And uh, if it wasn't, you know, we, we, we wouldn't feel a need to have it on on the station. And so you've got... You got the uh, fans here, so. Thank you, Shane. Yeah. And I'm a fan of yours too for everything you've done for us. Well, appreciate that, sir. 
Uh, 1,000 shows, The Beatles Show, and it's coming up soon here, and we'll give you more details as the time gets closer here on WYRZ. Just a reminder, it's uh, every Sunday at noon. And, uh, of course, you can also be a fan of The Beatles Show Facebook fan page and, uh, you know, catch our regular updates right there. So, Casey Petrowski, host of The Beatles Show, thanks for being our guest today, and congratulations. Thank you, Shane. Thank you so much. You're a part of it. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. 